Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome to LGBT and D, where the D stands for dice, and every voice you hear today will be a member of the LGBT community. You can call me Andy because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and I will be your GM for this special edition of Masks, A New Generation, as we are joined by our special guest, Charlie, of Real Fantasy Encounters. Let's go ahead and have everybody introduce themselves, and since I've already said your name, Charlie, do you want to go first? Oh, I definitely want. Uh, Hi, everyone. My name's Charlie, as you obviously already know. My pronouns are she and her, and today uh, Lakshmi Deshpande, or the hero known as Shikari, will be joining this beautiful, beautiful podcast. Um, For those of you unaware, um, Shikari is from the Janus playbook, and she is a detective to the stars. I, for one, think the Janus or Janus playbook is the most underrated in masks, so I'm glad to finally get one in this podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Shikari and like her power set, what she looks like, things of that nature? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Shikari is um she draws a lot from different superheroes all over across the pond her main ability though is um visual uh telepathy so it's not just for uh people so when she say touches a physical object she gets um flashes in her mind of things that have happened to and around that object and of course she can use her telepathy um for people as well and more of her passive powers is she's got some um enhanced superhero senses so um enhanced agility enhanced strength enhanced hearing so just think of it like spidey senses um shikari is um an indian immigrant um she is one of the uh uh, youngest team members i believe for today she's uh freshly 15 years old um her hero costume is like this beautiful mesh uh between uh carmen san diego and uh, a Rorschach from Watchmen. <laughs> She's got a full body, um, think of it like a Zentai suit with the hero mask painted on and a giant purple trench coat and a, a purple Carmen Sandiego hat to match. Uh, yes, hello, my name is uh, Alexia. Um, I will be playing uh, Solar Flare or Helios Style. Uh, who's also she her pronouns uh she is an alien who we who you have met uh previously um she's one part of a pair of space lesbians i am the other half of that duo of space lesbians i am playing mari Serafinas, otherwise known as quasar um also because i skipped all of this my name is weaver you can call me eve i use she her or they them pronouns and uh by character uses she her pronouns as well Fantastic. With that, we will get started. Our first panel of this issue starts with, I don't know what you call those, like the little, uh, usually yellow boxes in like the top left corner of a comic panel where it tells you like the uh, time or location of what's going on. They probably have a name, but I don't know them. And it says in another dimension, dot, 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 
And we close in on Shikari. She is underneath Halcyon City in the sort of sewer system that weaves its way underneath this uh, bustling city. We find her face-to-face with two villains. The one in the front has a brown trench coat on that is fairly stained. He has long, like, greasy black hair, and he has a pile of rodents around his feet. This is the villain known as the Rat King, and he holds a young boy uh, by the arm next to him as he looks over at Shikari and he says, Just become my rat queen, and this can all be resolved. And next to the Rat King is a large, muscle-bound man uh, covered in uh, rodent-like fur. He has uh, large buck teeth and a uh, rather prominent hat on top of his very square head. And he is the villain known as the Capybara. (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, so just a quick question. This Rat King, how old does he look? He is slightly older than Shikari. He's about 17, 18. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not some kind of like creepy old guy situation going on. Yeah, I just wanted to double check. Um, and, and the kid that the, the Rat King is holding in his arms, what kind of condition is he in? He is... Uh, Scared, but not physically injured from what Shikari can see. Okay, look, I'll tell you what. You just put that boy down and we can talk about us. How about that? Go ahead and give me a roll to provoke the Rat King, please. <laughs> provoke the Rat King, yeah. That's um mundane, isn't it? Provoke is superior. Yeah, there we go. Oh, it's still a miss. <laughs> Shit. Okay, go ahead and mark your potential. So as Shikari is saying this, the Rat King shakes his head. He grabs hold of the boy's arm, squeezing tightly, and he says, You think I don't see what you're doing? You're just trying to get close to me. He throws his other hand out, and a wave of rodents springs forth from the waters of the sewer, Mm -hmm. overwhelming Shikari and knocking her backwards. Oh, no. As she is carried in this wave of rodents, just before hitting the wall behind her, we see a portal open up, and Shikari, you feel yourself at that point falling through the air, and as you land hard on a uh, metal grating, we are going to cut over to Quasar, and Quasar, I want to ask you, what is your happy place? Honestly, I think I would rather be back on my home planet and, like, there with Solar Flare, but she really likes Earth, so I'm just kind of stuck here. If you had it your way, though, like, what would you be doing on your home planet? (sighs) I would probably be, like, one of the elite guards for one of the high priestesses. Nice. Pretty bitchin'. Okay, so we see Quasar on her home planet, dressed in this elite royal guard armor, standing near one of the high priestesses. What sort of, like, duties would she have? I would be responsible for protecting the uh, um, high priestess, which is the one who kind of delivers the test to those who wish to become sirens. 
Okay. We see the High Priestess look over at Quasar and she says, All right, it's time for these tests for the day to begin. Please go bring in our first applicant. And she sort of motions with her hand for Quasar to go fetch the first person to take the application. Uh, I bow deep and I move swiftly out of the room, grabbing the applicant and bringing them back. Well, the applicants, because it's always a duo. As you are opening the door to bring them in, you hear laser fire coming from all around you. As you look around, presumably, though, you don't see any lasers going off. And I want to ask Solar Flare next, what would your ideal situation be? Um, I think Solar Flare's ideal situation... See, ideally it would be with a Quasar, but I suppose outside of that, it would probably be playing with her pet Florbnarb. The Florbnarb. Okay, how how does uh, Solar Flare play with said Florbnarb? Um, so I feel like she'd be out at sea with her, where Tentilicleus the Squelch lives. And I feel like she'd be kind of like play fighting with it, maybe. So like um, it would be like kind of playfully like flailing its giant tentacles at her. She'd be like dodging them and like occasionally getting like like, like a gentle like punch in, flying back out, giving it a hug, that kind of thing. As we see this going on, the Florbnarb manages to wrap one of its tentacles around her ankle and starts, like, pulling her back down towards its level. And Solar Flare hears these laser fires going off as well. And then we will cut over to Shikari. As you land on this metal grate, there are two humanoids in this room with you. They are standing at sort of, like, this giant control panel with flashing buttons and levers and switches that are just like in overwhelming number. Uh, There are several large screens on the wall in front of them and the two of them seem to be deep in an argument. One of them says, I told you that's not where the portal was supposed to go. Go on, kill it off. The two of them turn and point laser guns in your direction. They are, as you get a chance to look at them, slightly above average size for a human. They have two arms and legs and a sort of like triangularly pointy type of head and blue-green skin. What is Shikari going to do as these laser guns are pointed in her direction? Also, slightly to your left, there is a uh, chair. Inside of that chair is who the readers would recognize as Quasar. Her arms and legs are bound to the chair by metal like cufflinks, and she has some sort of visor put over her head and face oh shit i think she's just gonna throw her hands up in the air and the universal sort of like don't shoot me and just go whoa what i don't know what's going on here but i i didn't mean to come here i i, I promise what's what's going on the two uh, i mean i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say the two aliens uh, yeah. <laughs> look at Shikari and then to each other. And one of them says, well, it's dressed like one of their heroes. Do you, do you think it is? Should we, should we take it to the leader? Um, her. Take her to the leader. I also have a name. Hi. <laughs> um, Quiet Shikari. Earth is child. Funny. Ooh, okay. Hmm. The, uh, aliens move over towards... Shikari, and one of them sort of pokes its laser rifle into your stomach, 
and then says, what are you doing here? Are you one of the Earth heroes? Um, I think, um, Shikari's gonna roll to sort of pierce the mask. I mean, like, she's obviously seen, like, this other person, what, like, Quasar, who seems to be tied up in the corner, and, like, these randos just sort of sucked her through a portal and they're now pointing a gun at her, so I think she wants to get a better sort of hold on the situation. That definitely makes sense. Go ahead so, and roll yeah. plus mundane for me. I would also just like to point out that it's like both Quasar and Solar Flare are also aliens, and they're also blue-green in color. I mean, I don't know if you guys like have listened to Real Fantasy Encounters or where you are with that, but like, yo, blue-green aliens, that's my shit, man. You're hitting all the right notes for me right now. <laughs> uh, just for clarification, though, these guys are very different in shape from the sirens. Okay. And um, yeah, for that Pierce the Mask, lucky me, that is a full 12. So that's a full hit. Very nice. So you get three questions from the list. Okay. On a 10 plus, ask three. Um, I think the first one would be, and this is towards the, the two captors. How do I gain influence over you? What do you intend to do? And what do you want? Like, yeah. What are you really planning? What do you want me to do? And how do I gain influence over you? I think those are the three I'm going to go with. One of them, the one that is not currently putting its rifle into your stomach, says, uh, go on, take her to the Battle Dome. She's one of the Earth heroes, obviously. Look at her outfit. (laughs) She will do battle for the leader's entertainment. So that is what they are really planning. They are taking you towards what they have referred to as the Battle Dome for what you can probably assume is some sort of intergalactic battle. Uh What they want you to do is go along with them to said Battle Dome and not fight against them. And gaining influence over them, I'm going to say it's fairly obvious to Shikari just based off of the sort of uh, architecture around her and their armor and guns. These are a very, like, obviously warrior-based race. If she showed some sort of battle prowess or physical strength, that would go a long way towards gaining influence over them. I think when they say the words battle dome and going from that pierce the mask, she'll take another glance at their guns and their armor and just go... Ha! Battle Dome? Is that all you've got? And she she flexes in her suit. She's like, I don't know why I'm here or why you've brought me here, but if it's a Battle Dome you want me for, it's a battle you're going to get. They look at each other quickly, and one of the, the one in the back, who appears to be the leader, says, This one seems weak. Take the others with her. And the one that had poked you with the rifle is going to undo the arms and legs of Quasar and take her visor off. Quasar, you come to realizing that you were previously in a hologram or some sort of like virtual reality type of situation. And now all of a sudden you are on this alien ship surrounded by strange technology and there is a blue-green alien in front of you with a laser assault rifle that says, Come on, out of your seat. Do I see Solar Flare at all? You see her off 
sort of further to your left. Shikari is off to your right. Solar Flare is bound in a chair to your left. And the uh, guy with the rifle is going over towards her. Um, I'm going to... Does the guy who's, like, addressing me, does he have a rifle? You said he had one pointed at me, right? He did. He is now going over to Solar Flare to unbind her. I am going to use my stunning beauty and pheromones and i am going to try to basically take control of their minds okay go ahead and roll to unleash your powers for me then i got a five what does it look like as quasar is unleashing these pheromones do we get like a visual cue on the page uh i imagine that it's kind of just like silver sparkles that just kind of like emanate from her person We see these flying out, and they sort of coat the guy that is going over towards Solar Flare. He turns and looks at you and raises his rifle at you. He says, don't try any of that funny business. We're not here for that. And I'm going to have you go ahead and mark insecure for me, as that didn't work in the way that you had been planning. Frick. He says, you try that one more time, you're not going to make it to the Battle Dome. And then he turns and undoes Solar Flare's bindings. And Solar Flare, you have a similar situation. As the mask is taken off of you, you see your Florbnarb disappear from in front of you. And you are now in this alien ship with Quasar to your right and Shikari slightly further to her right. Aww. Are you guys saying Chlorians? I don't like... You always do this with the virtual reality and stuff. It's really upsetting. It's mean. They stole that technology from us. We are Galaxians. Oh, you. (laughs) Aren't you like the galactic joke? He raises his rifle and points it in your face. He says, not anymore, we're not. Okay, I want to use my powers and reach out and crush the rifle. Okay, roll to unleash your powers for me. Sure. Seven. On a seven to nine market condition, or the effect will be unstable or temporary? Um, I feel like unstable or temporary. So what happens is, like, you reach out and crush the gun that he's holding, but he pulls out sort of like a pistol equivalent from his hip and points it into Solar Flare's face. How is Quasar going to react to that? I'm going to charge him. Like, I'm going to charge my claws and I'm gunning him. Okay, roll to directly engage a threat for me. And as that's happening, as you're rolling, if you'll allow, I'd like to, um, Shikari would like to, um, stop you before you actually, um, like, make make that hit, if she can. Like, try and put herself between the two of you with her hands splayed between. So depending on how that roll goes, we'll see. <laughs> I got an eight. Okay, Shikari, if you would like, you can roll plus savior to defend the, uh, Gerlaxian. Yeah, I I think I'm going to have to. Oh no, that's a that's a three. Yay! Oh no, this Galaxian is gone. So first off, how is Quasar mowing through Shikari? So I imagine that I'm going to be charging at this this Galaxian, and then this like little nobody human jumps in my way, and I literally just like hand on her shoulder, just chuck her at the other Galaxian, and then just <laughs> it's like if you're gonna get in my way, I'm gonna use you as like a distraction. Sorry, that's fair. My my girlfriend is more important. 
So Shikari, as you fly through the air, I'm going to have you mark a condition on that one. I feel like several of these would work, so I'll leave that at your call. Um, I think she's going to be afraid because she's quite young and she's just been thrown into this situation where these these seemingly really powerful aliens with guns and the rest of her team isn't there with her. She She's got no one that she knows right now, so I think she's going to be afraid. That definitely makes sense. So let's resolve Quasar's attack on the Gerlaxian before Shikari sort of makes her contact. Uh, With an 8, you get to choose one from the uh, directly engage a threat list, resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I'm going to uh, avoid their blows. So describe for me exactly how you're attacking him. So after I chuck random human girl at the other one, I'm charging him and I'm going to try to cut off his hands with my ultra-charged claw. The two of you are sort of locked in battle. As you're avoiding his blows, he's like firing off his laser pistol, but he's like having to move his hands out of the way to keep from getting them cut off. Several of the lasers make contact with the walls and ceiling, and you hear, like, klaxon klaxon alarms going off. On the other side of the room, Shikari, you find yourself thudding hard into this uh, commander, Gerlaxian. The two of you clatter to the floor, and his laser rifle is nearby you. Before you get a chance to respond to that, though, I want to see what uh, Solar Flare is up to. Um, so Quasar's kind of in the middle. I kind of just want to help out uh, my girlfriend, I think, in this instance. So um, as he's kind of trying to dodge having his hands cut off uh, by Quasar, I want to just... Uh, have I been released from my restraints or am I still kind of... Because I've yeah. released my hands, presumably. You have yeah. been released, but you're still sitting on the chair for now. Okay, uh, I'm just going to fly at him, and I'm going to try and hit him in the... Ch- I just want to kind of knock him out, really. So I'm going to try and hit him in the chest, which is notoriously Galaxian's most vulnerable point, is the largest part of their body, which is why they're a galactic joke, among other reasons. Yeah, and they're... Uh, just because now the idea amuses me, they have uh, boob windows on their armor. <laughs> So go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat for me. Uh, sure. Eight. They are just ripping us off left and right. We have <laughs> boob windows and we're blue-green and they're blue-green and they have boob windows. It's terrible. Okay, on a seven to nine, pick one from the list that I just read out. So I will spare the listeners that list again, unless you need it. Um, see, I, did, I guess I'm trying to create an opportunity for my allies. Um, I'm going to go, I I mean, ideally I'd like to just take their consciousness from them. I mean, I think you could do that if you get a sort of good enough flying speed. Yeah. These two are not particularly strong as far as Gorlaxians go. Yeah. And one of my powers is like, apparently I'm fairly strong, I think, or fairly tough. So yeah, I'm just going to try and knock him out. Yeah. I think you slam into this guy and just like knock him back into... Uh, wall you see as he slumps down to the ground unconscious and then we will go over to shikari you are nearby the commander 
There is a laser rifle on the ground, sort of equidistant from the two of you. What do you want to do? Oh, shit. I think I'm going to have to directly engage. I mean, like, she certainly feels like she's outclassed at the moment in terms of just strength and abilities, especially considering that she's afraid. Um, Yeah, I I think she's just going to gonna have to go for it and i think she's gonna directly engage the threat and try to um basically just spear tackle this commander and kick the gun out of the way because she's she's very anti-gun i love the logic there of because she's afraid she's going to directly engage the thing that she takes a (laughs) negative two to for being afraid i know yeah she's not exactly the smartest person but um yeah, I I think it's the only thing she can think to do right now. Okay, uh, go yeah. ahead and roll plus danger for me then. That's a hit. Hell yeah! So on a seven to nine, you get to pick one from the list: resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity, or impress, surprise, or frighten. I think I'm going to I'm going to try to frighten the opposition because I, I think. Despite the fact that she's afraid, she feels like she needs to get something to get a foot up in this sort of situation. She doesn't feel like she has much going for her right now. So I think as she launches herself, she um, at, launches herself towards the commander. Um, she's going to grab the gun and throw it to the side. And I think as she throws it, the, the butt of this gun gets sort of like impaled into the wall. And so it's just like sticking out of it. And this this show of strength from this really tiny human child sort of catches him by surprise as she launches himself herself onto him and just tackles just tackles him to the ground. So as she tackles him, and I'm imagining she like ends up on top of him, sort of a straddle of his chest, looking mm-hmm. down at him. Yeah. He throws his hands up in front of his face and says, "You you don't mercy mercy. We'll we'll you're free to go." Free, free to go. Okay, I need to know what in the hell is going on here. And she grabs him um, by by the collar, and she looks over to Quasar and Solar Flare, and she's, I don't know who you are, but you guys seem to have the most reason around here. Who are these people? What's going on? I don't, I don't know what's going on. And she, she's just sort of holding him and shaking the commander as she's looking um, to these. Uh, uh, these two aliens in the corner. They're called Galaxians. They're like the funniest species in the galaxy because they steal technology from other races, but they always steal the worst bits. They're mostly steal from humans. Aha! Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I appreciate the information, but that doesn't really uh, answer some of my most pressing questions. And she looks back to the commander and she goes, you, you said something about a, a battle dome? What? You said I'm free to go, but go where? How do I, how do I get home? What? <sighs> you can, he looks between uh, Shikari and the sirens. He says, the three of you can earn your freedom through battle for the, the emperor's entertainment in the battle dome. Can I battle you? I mean, Shikari, Shikari looks to him and just, she looks to, um, uh, to you and then looks back at the commander and goes I think that's sort of a mute point right now and she says that she's just like straddling his chest like he's pretty already defeated but he's conscious so then what's keeping us here yeah let's go he says you will do battle with the with the most terrifying beast from our home planet go on 
the three of you, well, shall you survive, will be granted your release back to your home planets to spread the word of Emperor Garlax. No, I meant what's the beast? Just a second, I actually forgot to prepare a name for this beast. Please be a Florbnarb Florbnarb queen. It is not, in fact, a Florbnarb. Florbnarb 2, electric boogaloo. (laughs) See, in my head, you're just like, you have to fight the most terrible monster, and in my head is just the movie Coneheads. (laughs) You have to nerf all the Garthok! So I'm just throwing this out there. We do have a spacecraft. It's not here, yeah. though, I assume. I mean, we could just summon it. Like, it's probably... Like, I'm a tech genius. Like, we can do this. Yeah, but there we are, like... We could probably just take over the ship. We're on a ship, right? We should yes. probably take over the ship, because there are other people. There are probably other... Are there... I'm addressing the commander. Are there other people on here? Uh, before you get to ask that, he does give you the name of the creature, is the uh, Zokak. When you... Would I know what that is? I was going to say roll a history check, but this is not <laughs> D&D. you i think you've probably heard like sort of general tales about it you don't know necessarily what it looks like but you've heard of people having to battle them before uh the general tales about like oh they swallow spaceships whole and that type of like legend about them yeah but i don't think you have much in the way of concrete information Okay, um, so I assume it's massive, but would I know vaguely what it looks like? You do not, know. <sighs> it's I one of that. those nobody survived to tell the tale type of things. But then, like, how did the tale get out originally? That's the question, isn't it? Yes, I'm going <laughs> to ask the commander. Um, so this creature, is it tameable? Not by the lights of you. And he narrows his eyes. I accept your challenge, good sir. I think Lakshmi is um, going to take this chance um, to sort of unleash her powers. And she looks to Quasar and Solar Flare and she goes, You know, I think this is a real good idea, a real good chance to do a little bit of recon. Give me a second. I want to try something. And um, she's going to put her hands, um, Vulcan mind meld style, either side of this commander's head. And she's going to unleash her powers in an attempt to try and get more information about the um, Zalkak and this battle dome. Okay. Go ahead and roll to unleash your powers for me. Oh, for- God damn it. That's a six. <laughs> Uh, if either of the sirens can think of a way to help out there, you can add a plus one to get that to a partial success, or we can let the uh, six ride and see what happens. I feel like Solarflower would be motivated to help out. I mean, I guess she'd maybe she'd like kind of hold up a hand and like make kind of start glowing with her uh, solar energy and kind of th- like so like tell us all you know kind of thing or something. Don't hold you back. You could use the pheromones. Oh yeah, that's that that's way better than what I thought. Yeah, I'm going to use the pheromones to kind of make him more susceptible to the mind meld. Okay, I like that idea. Is the pheromones yeah. sort of weaken his resistance? Uh, that will bring you up to a seven, Shikari. So you can either mark a condition, <sighs> or the effect will be unstable or temporary. Um, I I think I'll go with um unstable or temporary um i i think since shikari's um 
uh, telepathy sort of works in uh, flashes of um, audio and visual. I think she's only either going to get one of the two and they're probably going to be a bit more fragmented than what she'd like. Yeah, I think we get a shot of this large creature. It is a large green beast. It has a giant head with these like two great big tusks. It has six legs, three on each side of its body, and several tentacles that come out from its back. You see sort of montage style shot after shot of uh, people running towards it with various weapons, and just time after time they are smacked away pretty much effortlessly by this giant creature. And that is all of that you're going to get from this uh, unstable mind meld. I think that's fair. Um, I think as she gets all this information, she looks over to um, Solar Flare and Siren and relays that information and goes, I think that's all we're going to get out of him. I honestly, I know you two said you had a ship, right? And you could summon it or whatever. But as long as I get out of here, I don't care. But this, at least for me, seems like a really good opportunity to learn more about a potential enemy and I'd really kind of like to see where this sort of goes you know and take the information back to my team and I I imagine this information could help you guys as well so do you want to go check out this creature in this battle dome and maybe stop these guys from like capturing any more people to fight their weird creature the guy underneath you says you will never be able to take down the Galaxian Empire you know I I I think at that she's just gonna knock him out. She's she's done with him. She's just gonna like crack his skull on the ground and just she can't be fucked talking to him anymore. Yeah, there's not even on- a role for that. It, he's just unconscious after that. Aren't they? Are they both unconscious, or is the other one still? They are now. Perfect. I am going to rig up some stuff. Let me know when when's a good time for that. I'm gonna uh, do my so- I'm gonna do my techno babble stuff. Okay, uh, read out for me how that works and tell me sort of like what it is that you're doing. So my techno babble stuff, as I like to call it, apparently, is my alien tech active move. Uh, when you alter a human device with your alien technology, roll plus freak. On a hit, you create a device that can do something impossible once and then fizzle. When you roll a 10 plus, choose one. On a miss, the device works, but it has a completely unintended side effect that the GM will reveal when you use it. Okay. Is that usable on Galaxian shit? Uh, technically, it does say human tech, but I'll allow it because I'm interested to see where you're going with this. So I'm going to take the visors that they had on us and reconfigure them to create illusions so that we can walk around the ship looking like Galaxians. I like it. Okay. Go ahead and roll that for me, then. Wish me luck. No. (laughs) Nine! I got a hit. Okay. So you've got two of these visors that will sort of project this Galaxian image outwards, but there are three of you, you realize. Oh, no, I planned for this. As I I don this visor, I'm going to wear it like a headband and it changes me to look like a Galaxian, I'm going to grab human child and one of the rifles, and I'm going to be like, move it, human captive. That'll work. Oh, um, also, um, we haven't done this yet. I think it'd probably be good to go from here. Um, I'm Shikari. Hi. Nice to meet you. 
It's nice to meet you too. I'm Quasar. Hello, I'm Selafa. Yeah, let's, yeah, I, this seems like a good plan. Let's get out of here as soon as, well, not humanly possible, just possible. Racist. Humans make everything about themselves. Thank you. <laughs> she kind of blushes at that and looks down at her feet. She's like, sorry. Humans make everything about themselves. Now let's go and round up this, like, potentially dangerous animal so that my girlfriend can have it in her collection of extremely dangerous animals. See, we don't know it's <laughs> dangerous. Like, it's only ever killed people because they were attacking it first. I like to imagine that when Andy was describing it, he was trying 100% to create an NPC that I wasn't going to ship. But joke's on him because I ship it with tentacles. <laughs> I'm gonna make him breed. Anyway... So, like a Pokemon, <laughs> the is Solar Flare putting on the other headband? I assume. Yes, I am. Yeah, picking up the gun and the weapons and such. So, how are the three of you making your way out the, of course, sliding door of this spaceship? Well, I feel like I'd be at the um the the front of the pack, and I think Shikari would have um some handcuffs on, like. Obviously, they're still unlocked, but she's just holding them in place, so it looks like they've got her cuffed. And Solar Flare and Quasar would be, like, behind her with, like, guns sort of navigating behind her. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, so the three of you make your way out of this room into a long metallic hallway. Uh, you see Garlaxian guards making their way from one end towards the other. Uh, one of them stops to look at the two of you and says... Where are you taking the Earth Child? We have to check take the Earth Child to be examined by the leader. For Earthborn viruses. You know what Earth humans are like. Disgusting, really. Kind of gross. Yes, terrible, nasty creatures. And he sort of looks down his nose at Shikari. And he says, where did this one come from? Earth. Well, obviously. <laughs> Where did this earthling come from? I'll give you three fucking guesses. <laughs> it came Mercury, from- Venus, <laughs> Earth. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> he just kind of shakes his head and waves his hand off. He says, well, if the two of you wish to miss the excitement in the battle dome, then by all means. And he takes off trotting uh like as you all come out of the door he came from the right hand side of the hallway he is now going towards what would have been the left as you walked out of the door if he's going towards the battle arena should we follow him because we want to save this creature is the creature in the battle arena uh, I mean, yeah that's that's where he, we saw him in the in the commander's like brain hole brain hole um <laughs> yeah so let's let's, let's Go there then, guys. Should we? Have we got this? We got this. We're doing this. I have an idea. Do I see any uh, vents? Like air vents? Yeah, there's like some along the uh, top of the hallway every so often. Any of them? Are any of them uh, uh, intake vents? Sure, probably. I have no idea how air vents work. I'm assuming they would need some of those. Just to keep the air moving, basically. So, uh, hey, Solar Flare, I have an idea. Yeah? Why don't we, the two of us, flood the ship with pheromones? That'd be fun. Um, question. 
would those affect me or like not? I mean, maybe. Yeah, but you're with us. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, can we do that then? I want one of you to make the Unleash Your Powers roll. And well, no, you all are out of team now. So I will let you decide which one is going to make the Unleash Your Powers roll on that one. Uh, well, my freak is zero. Oh, I've got one, so I'll do it. Congrats, you win by default. Yay, okay. I've got nine. Yes. Nice. If okay. Team. So either you can mark a condition, or the effect will be unstable or temporary. Um, I really like the idea. I think I'm going to mark angry on the grounds that Solar really loves her animals, and she's she's afraid for the poor space creature. So yeah, angry. She's angry. Okay. She's angry at what they're doing to it. Uh, what sort of pheromones are you attempting to flood this ship with? Um, like, what's the intended effect here? I feel like Solarflow would just be doing what Quasar told her to do. Um, I would suggest calming. Yeah. So just calming. anything to, like, calm them down or put them to sleep. That way, when we actually interact with the beast, not only will the beast be calmer, but everybody around it, will. we might be able to, like, get the jump on them. Okay, so beast is such an aggressive term. Well, we, you come that, up with a name um, for it, okay? Yeah, okay, I will. And that's and that's the thing. I think we should also find out um, where they where they keep the um, the Zalkak when it's not in the dome. Because if I can get a if I can get a look at where they keep it when it's not fighting, I can probably figure out how they they keep it restrained or how they keep it calm outside of the dome. Okay. I wouldn't worry about that too much. Um, Solar Flare has a uh, a way with with animals. They like me. Oh, well, that definitely works. I mean, gosh dang it, let's just go there. Let's go save this thing. That's why we work so well together. She's the people person and the animal person, and I'm the one that like knows technology and destroys everything. I like humans. <laughs> They're fun. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. You created the room, which is the greatest human Earth movie ever. God damn it, Alexia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Shikari just sort of like freezes for a second and she looks over her shoulder and she goes, That's that's the one you picked, huh? Yeah, well. it's like going... <laughs> It really represents the human condition. Oh, you're not wrong. And she just keeps walking. <laughs> so how are you all progressing through this ship after that? conversation <sighs> that abomination wait uh, what, what's abomination what what abomination Nothing. okay good um i i think um shikari in an attempt to get a actually she uh before she does this because she does have a minus one to unleash your powers at the moment she i think she's going to turn to the both of you and go um i know this this you mentioned earlier that these Galaxians, they, they they steal technology and things from other races. Is the layout of this ship something you guys recognize? Like, do you reckon you guys can navigate around here with, with ease? Or I, I can try and um, figure out the layout of the ship. Um, oh. I was... Um, yeah. So have you ever seen, like, one of your Earth, your Earth TV programs, Star Trek? I, I'm familiar, yeah. Yeah, they just stole the layout from that. Oh, well, then I definitely won't need to burn a dice roll on that. So, <laughs> sweet. What's a dice roll? I have Four no the, idea. They stole the layout from Star Trek, but they forgot the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, she turns she to turns, him and goes, wait, which Star Trek? <laughs> There's so many. There's more than one? 
Oh, yeah, dear God. just the next generation. Okay, well, at least it's one of the good ones. One of? Yeah, Please yeah, there's like... About Star Trek. Yeah, there's like a bunch. What, I think you mean it's the best. Ah, uh, oh, I don't know about that, honey. <laughs> honey. Oh, oh, no, if you're going to like agree with her about the room, you're going to agree with me about this. <laughs> this so, is the um, hell I will die on. As your characters are arguing about Star Trek, <laughs> several more of those armed guards come around the corner from the same direction the previous one had. You do note that they are not moving with nearly the same uh, sort of gusto that the first one was, but they do look at the two of you and say, another sacrifice for the Zolkak. Good, bring it along. And start sort of ushering you towards where they are walking towards. Okay. Lead the way. Let's just take this disgusting earth human to the Zolkak where it belongs. So you follow after these guards uh, around several sort of corners and hallways. As you are making your way along, the two aliens in your group would recognize that this ship isn't necessarily, like, its layout isn't stolen from Star Trek. There are definitely parts of it that are Star Trekian in nature, but it's very much sort of a patchwork alien architecture. Like, some hallways resemble, like, parts of one civilization, and then you turn the corner and it's like you're on a completely different ship. It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Huh. You do make your way, eventually following these men, to another sliding double door. And one of them turns to you and says, Well, go ahead and throw it into the pit and join us in the stands to watch the slaughter. Huh. Okay. (laughs) We're just going to take this moment to insult our captive a bit more and taunt her about her imminent demise. You go on ahead. We'll catch up. Of course, the favorite pastime of the Galaxian guards. Naturally. We were also going to uh, uh, enrage the Sarlacc. Did they move it, or is it in the same the same place? Sarlacc's a different thing. I just want to say we cannot uh, <laughs> canonically call this the Sarlacc, or we will get sued into oblivion by George Lucas. What did I call it? He called it a Sarlacc. What is it? Yeah. Sarlacc? Sarkak? It's Zolkak. Yeah. Okay. Z-U-L-K-A-K. Zolkak. And Charlie is back. That's the sound of the Zolkak. It just meows. This is like the third episode he's done this. Fucking Charlie. (laughs) And that was the guest star of the episode, Charlie. Not to be confused with our other guest star, Charlie. <laughs> You've discovered my secret. Oh, man. It's, it's, yeah. No, didn't you know she literally just, like, broke into my room and meowed? It was yeah. seriously fucking creepy. I was like, how did yeah. you know where I live? It's, it's my secret passion is to hide myself in this really tiny fursuit and just assault other podcasters in their homes. Sounds about right. <laughs> I'm not going to kink shame. I mean, Fursuit Friday was trending on Twitter earlier, so I mean... Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> Zolkak is the word you were looking Zol- for. How- Zolkak? Did I spell it right? Zol- okay. 
close enough, whatever. We all have, like, basically the same idea for the spelling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, we all had slightly different ideas. Yours looks so... There's not even a nice way to put it. Yours looks so fancy. Yours is distinctly European, and I'm kind of mad about it. It looks like an elvish name. It's meant to be alien, but I'll go with that. Yeah. I'm so sorry to our to the listeners because they can't see what we're typing out. I mean, hopefully <laughs> Michael's just gonna edit this out, but we'll find out. We can hope. I'm gonna text him later, just like leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be the first uh, time he's heard that in a while. Anyway. Oh, uh, oh, wow. Ooh. Love you, Michael. Uh anyway. Oh my god. And that was the day we lost our editor. So this pack, <laughs> where is it? Roll to take a powerful blow editor. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks wishes. at you and says, uh, He looks at you and says, Yes, it is still in its containment center. Good. Doing your job. Good to work. <laughs> and the three of them turn and go up a flight of steps, presumably to these stands that they invited you into. So while they have automatic doors, but no automatic steps. Uh, I don't feel like that. That, that. That'd just be like pure laziness to have like bloody those like moving stairs in they literally steal, every flight. They steal everything from other races. They're not like the. They're like the most lazy race out there. Yeah, but like Escalators is a step above that. Oh, yeah. A step above. Oh, I love humans. They're so punny. I'm so mad about all of this. <laughs> so I have an idea. Can I use my powers and my knowledge of technology to create a an energy resonance field and basically use it like echolocation to find out where the Zolkak is? That is that like that doesn't really What are your powers again? None of that is real by the way. Like I'm making that all up because Techno Babble? I mean... Uh, I have Stunning Beauty and um, Alien Weaponry, but my Alien Weaponry is the thing buried in my wrist that allows me to supercharge things. Yeah, that's not really, like, fitting in with the established powers that you've got. Damn. Um, I've got... I I think Shikari's going to, um... Um, I think she's going to put a hand... Is there, like, a, um, a control panel or an interface? Because, like, in every... In every Star Trek ship, there's always that control panel, like that help desk on the side of a wall in every second corridor or so, so you can interface. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think she'd like to go over and touch one of those and and try and unleash her powers on that and see if she can... Actually, no, she's going to try and use it, see if she can bring up, like, a map or something. Okay, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I guess that would be... Well... I'll let you decide for me. I could see that being either unleash your powers or assessing the situation. Your call there. Ooh. <laughs> Depending um, on sort of what you want to try to accomplish there. I think I'm going to have to go with assess the situation. Just because I feel like she could probably... I mean, I've got a negative one to both of those. God damn. I, <laughs> she's actually Shikari in light of... Um, seeing those stats, she's going to turn to, I think it was um, Quasar and go, um, Quasar, you're, you're really good with technology and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, do you reckon you can interface with this and maybe draw some information out of the system, like maps and details and whatnot? I'm, this, inf- this technology is a bit above my pay grade. Do you reckon you can figure it out? Well, they're Galaxians, so I have an idea. I'm just going to, like, touch the wall, like, just kind of poke it and be like, Computer, maps, 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Galaxians are dumb. <clears throat> Coughed. As you say that, a large map just sort of projects its way onto the wall next to you. It's sort of got the same quality as like an overhead projector type of look to it. But yeah, there is a wall-sized map of this level of the ship next to where you had boat. Um, before we take me down to the dome, I, I still think we really need to go to the, the containment like holder for, for the Zalkak. And I, I think that'd give us a leg up because I think I'm going to have to go into the dome. Like I, that's going to have to happen at some point, but I really want to try and get a leg up and see this creature beforehand. As Shikari is saying that, you hear from where it was indicated the dome is a large, like the roar of what is unmistakably a large beast, and then like the cheering of a very large crowd. Oh no. Uh, Shikari, how how powerful are you? Um, I mean, I've got some like decent strength and agility, but you know, I'm more of a kind of like cop. Detective. Okay. Um. I'm going to turn to Quasar. Quasar, could you reconfigure the VR thing to make me look like um? It is Shikari, isn't it? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Could you reconfigure it to make me look like Shikari so I can take her place? Because I get the impression I'm a bit more durable than she is, and I want to try and tame it. So unfortunately, while I was reconfiguring the 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 visors, I had to cross some wires that can't really be uncrossed. Okay, they're expecting us anyway, aren't they? So I could just go in there and you two could, like, support me from the outside and do tech things and detective things and stuff. Actually, this may be a dumb idea, but you said you okay. said these... No, no, not you, but the idea I'm about to have. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry. Humans are really you confusing. These, yeah. You said these Galaxians are idiots, right? They are, yes. So would it be so unreasonable for this... um? this measly human to have overpowered my two guards and brought them into the dome with me. So like I could have stolen your gums for you and kicked you into the pit with me as like a show of dominance or something to like spite yeah, them. I like that. That's possible. What do you, what do you think, Solar? It's good. That was Solar Flare. I'm Quasar. Damn it. You saying we look alike? No, no. This, this mask just, this night, this, this mask just makes things fuzzy. Um, yeah, sh- Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, so what would be the point of looking like the guards anymore? Actually, none. This whole thing was pointless. Uh, probably, but it got us to here with, with some relative ease, so it was good up until now. Let's let's just go in. I mean, I don't see the point in, like, faffing around. Okay. Yeah. I could always just try to do, like, a security override. I mean, that'd work. Yeah. Are there other prisoners on board? Maybe we should try and free them as well later. I have uh, an idea. I'm going to use yeah. my claw to cut open the panel of the uh, the wall, take it off, and then kind of like use my crazy tech knowledge to like reconfigure the wiring and energy flows and neutrino fields. Reverse the polarity of the neutral. <laughs> this is all. This is all this is all science and tech talk, I'm sure. By all means, keep going. And um try to override the security protocol to release all prisoners. Ooh. Would that be possible? 
With a decent roll on your alien tech, it could be. Let's try it. Nine. Nice. Okay. So what is it? You're just trying to release the prisoners? Yep. Release all the prisoners on the ship. Okay. We, like, as you claw your way into this uh, wall panel, you, like, the panel of the comic book that the readers are reading glows bright red. There are sirens going off and a voice comes over the speakers on the ship and just says, the prisoners, they're escaping. All guards to the lower deck immediately. And now we should go in to fight the Zarkak. Subdue well, the Zarkak. Yeah. Tame Befriend it. the Zarkak. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hurt these cats into the pit. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, we're going, we're going, we're going. So Yay, the pets. three of you enter into the pit. The doors slide open in front of you from their central location outwards. In front of you is a narrow hallway that ends in a large opening. The floor goes from metal to like a sandy ground because of course the battle dome has a sand floor. Uh, In front of you is the creature that Shikari saw in her vision uh, known as the Zolkak. It swats at one of the uh, guards that was coming towards it. The guard had like a metallic spear in his hand that glows a bright blue. There is electricity like pulsing out of it, but the Zolkak just smacked the guy away before he was able to use it on him. The guard slams into the metal wall of this battle dome and slumps to the ground unconscious. You, presuming you step in a little bit, see that this is set up very similarly to like a sports arena here on Earth. Uh, There is a large dome overhead. Uh, Very high walls surround you. And then there's like almost like chain link fencing. And at the top of that, is like barbed wire to keep the contestants inside. Uh, There are thousands upon thousands of the Garlaxians that are cheering the Zolkak on as it smacks guards across the battle arena. And they clearly want to see the three of you get wrecked by this beast. Okay, Um, I'm going to fly towards it. And I'm going to try and use my pheromones to kind of really calm it down and make it feel like really calm and relaxed. And like I'm its friend, like it's lent me for years and years and years. Okay, before we decide how that works out, we've got some team mechanics. When you enter battle against a dangerous foe as a team. So we are starting with two team in the pool. Uh, do the three of you have a leader? Quasar. Yeah. I was about to say for combat, I would say me. Uh, Shikari, I'll ask you, would Quasar have influence over you by this point? I'd say both of them would, without a doubt, yeah. Okay, and I'm assuming Quasar has it over Solar Flare. If she doesn't, she should. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So that brings you up to three team. I feel like everyone has the same purpose in the fight. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here. No, I think we all want to save this um, Zolkak. Yeah. Poor creature. Yeah. Does any team member mistrust the leader or another member of the team? Mm, no, Shikari's got to put a trust where she can find it right now. 
No, humans are nice, and I obviously trust Quasar. Shikari took out the commander. I like Okay, it. and I don't think you're ill-prepared or off-balance, so we're starting with three team in the pool. Not a bad way to start off. And Pretty damn good. Solar Flare, go ahead and roll to unleash your powers for me. Sure, so that's free. Unless you think it would be comfort or support. I'll let you make the call on oh, that one. Um, uh, which one's come this one? Um, I've come, I'm kind of doing both, so I'm trying to... So I, I've already rolled, and I had like six, so I'm not sure whether it's just to stick with that. Um, I'll just stick with I've already kind of committed myself to Freak. Uh, I got a six. Does anybody want to use one of those three teams from the pool, or do we want to let Solar Flare... Uh, deal with those consequences. I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out how how Shikari could help with pheromone releases, and I can't think of any way. You well, you're able to like telepathize with things, right? Like read yeah. things. I've, I've just... got to touch. I've got to touch those. So I think if if there's enough time while while she's releasing her pheromones, I I think um, Shikari is going to use um, some of her super agility. To how like you said this thing's massive, right? And it's got like um like six legs. Is it like pretty high off the ground? Like could I stand underneath it? Yeah, this thing's like probably its legs are probably a good like 10, 15 feet. This thing is gigantic, basically. Yeah, I, I think I'd like to use my um super agility to sort of bound my way underneath it or just get close enough. Um like dodging around its tentacles and legs to try and get a hand on it, to try and um, telepathize, like, good vibes and be like, we're here to help you, chill out, we're going to get you out of here. If you don't mind, I think it's a little bit more interesting if, like, as you're bounding around it, one of the tentacles does, like, wrap around you. You're still going to be able to get that touch on it to... uh, use that help to bring her up to a seven, but I just think that's a little bit more interesting if you don't mind. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I think I think I like the trend you're going on that I think she'll see a, a tentacle um flying through the air to come hit her and rather than ducking under it, she'll jump into this one and let it pick her up. And nice. with that touch connection, she's gonna just send good vibes into its head. Okay, so solar flare on a 7 to 9 market condition, or the effect will be unstable or temporary? I think I'm going to mark guilty, because I feel bad that uh, my new human friend has been grabbed by my by my new pet. And you were basically just trying to, like, calm it down, right? Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to like, make get it to see me as, like, a friend, like, someone that's, like, Basically, like, I'm almost its mum kind of thing. Like, it's known me for, like, years and years and years, and, like, it feels safe around me. So you do see this thing's face. Like, it's got these giant, angry-looking, like, yellowish-brown eyes. Uh, You see that its face starts to soften a little bit. Shikari, the tentacle that was wrapped around your waist is not quite as constricted as it previously was. Uh What is Quasar doing as all this is going on? So are there still uh, Garlaxian guards, like, the, in the arena? The guards in the arena with you have been knocked unconscious. Uh, then I'm going to do a quick flyby and gather up all their weapons to make sure that if they do come around, they're not going to be, like, getting in the way of, like, my girlfriend trying to get this pet. 
Okay, as you Actually, were Actually, doing... you said they wanted to know how to spear, right? Yes, there is an electrical, like, techno spear lying on the ground near you. I'm gonna... I'm gonna super strength that and, like, use it to, like, bind all of the guards together. Okay. Roll That two. way if they wake up, it's like, good luck getting around. You're gonna be, like, you have more legs than this creature does. Roll to unleash your powers for me. Oh, wish me luck. I got a 10! Nice! Okay, on a hit, you do it. So you wrap this spear around these unconscious guards, and as the crowd is sort of seeing what's going on here, these bloodthirsty Garlaxians, they start turning on the battle. Uh, They start booing. They are very clearly not happy with what's going on. What is Shikari doing as she's held up in the air by this uh, tentacle of the Zolkak. You're probably a good, like, 15 feet off the ground by this point. Does there look to be any more guards coming in from any sides, well, well, any areas of the dome as sort of backup? And um, with the crowd, is there, like, mesh, like a mesh dome shielding them from throwing stuff in, or is it just, like, a football arena? Go ahead and assess the situation for me. Okay. That is a full hit. Okay. So you get two questions from the list. What here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is most vulnerable to me? And how could we best end this quickly? Um, I think my f- first question is going to have to be, what here is the biggest threat? Okay. So as you are looking around, Shikari, your eyes lock on the biggest Garlaxian that you've seen yet. He stands about eight or nine feet tall. He is wearing gold-plated armor and a sort of what you'd assume would be like a Garlaxian headdress. He stands up off of a throne, and you notice that he has four arms. He is the Garlaxian king, and he looks very angry as he starts making his way down the steps towards uh, one of the exits slash entrances towards the battle dome. Um, and I think my other one is, what here can I use to... F- um, yeah, what here can I use to free the Zolkak? Like, hmm. get it like out of this dome safely. There is a large sort of like, almost like a service S escalator service elevator on the opposite side of the entrance you all came into that is how you assume it got in here and probably it's only way out just based off of its size Hmm. okay um i i think with this information she's she's going to yell to the two of you um and point over at the elevator we have to get him over there quickly before the emperor comes down he's there's something wrong with him i don't i don't trust this this no, we, we've got to get to the elevator. It's the only way we can get the Zolkak out of here. What do the sirens do in response to that? The emperor is stomping his way down the stairs. He is getting very close to making his entrance. Okay, so I missed it. Is the arena closed off or is it, or is it completely open? Uh, there are tall walls around you. There is like a mesh sort of uh, like a chain link wall on top of that. And then there is barbed wire at the top of that chain link. So it's like 20 foot of wall and then some barbed wire. And he's trying to enter through a door? 
you actually look and he is about to just like jump his way over the barbed wire and into the pit with the three of you. Uh, you guys go ahead and work on getting the um, Zolkak to the uh, elevator. Uh, I will keep him busy. Um, I think at this, Silva looks over at Quasar and she, so she says, um, call me if you need me, okay? I should be okay. I'm going to kind of motion to the fact that I'm carrying literally every weapon that they had in the arena, minus the, the spear, and I also have the bonus rifle that I took from the first guy. Okay, but remember they're Galaxians. Their weaponry is not reliable. Oh, I don't plan on using it as, like, they intended it. I plan on overcharging it and throwing it and using it basically like bombs. Okay. As um, you two are having that discussion, the Emperor, like, crouches down. He jumps over the barbed wire and comes slamming down into the ground. A pile of dirt and dust kicks up around him. What do the two of you that are not Quasar do as this is going on? I, I think d- despite the fact that Shikari um, does not have the greatest momentum for Unleash the Powers right now, I think she's going to try and talk to the Zolkak again and communicate the plan to it in, in an attempt to sort of win it over just a little bit more so it's easier. I'd rather not herd an animal, I'd rather talk to it. Okay, uh, I know you're using your powers to do that, but I feel like just based off of your goal, that's trying to provoke it. Okay. So roll plus superior for me. Okay, let's see how this goes. That's a hit. Yes. Um, so I got an eight for that. So on a seven and nine, they can choose one. Um, they uh, stumble, you take one forward. They err, uh, you gain a crucial opportunity. They react and you gain influence over them. As you sort of communicate this plan, we see the Zolkak's eyes widen. It just takes off at a full sprint towards that service elevator, and you are going to gain influence over this giant creature, giant alien creature. Sweet. What is Quasar doing as this emperor lands in a dust cloud? Each of his forearms reaches into a part of his armor and pulls out a like large metal sword. It has glowing blue, each of them has like glowing blue runes on it, and they are pulsing with electricity. Oh, I don't like that, because I think that's the same technology that's in my wrist. So that's dangerous. I'm I'm going to take every, uh, as I'm like booking it towards the elevator, which I assume that everybody else is as well, because one of them is being carried by the the Zolkak, and the other one is like trying to make the Zolkak her pet. Uh, as we're running, like flying backwards as quickly as we can, I'm going to be launching the weapons that I have and just kind of like charging them up and throwing them and trying to use them as bombs. So basically just going like um, Gambit. Okay, so is your intention with that to harm him or more to slow him down and stop him from following you? Uh, more to slow him down, but if any of them hit him, I'm not going to exactly like cry about it. Okay. So the reason I ask that is I feel like you are trying to defend the two of them from the Emperor. So go ahead and roll plus savior for me. Oh, crap. And I'm feeling insecure. So I got a seven. That's a hit. That counts. (laughs) Okay. On a seven to nine, it costs you. Expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. 
I think I'm escalating the situation. Okay. So before I tell you how that happens, uh, you get to choose to add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. <sighs> I'm going to take influence over the uh, Zolkak. That makes sense. Because you are escalating the situation, though, the explosion noises that are going off, Shikari and Solar Flare, you notice that the Zolkak starts freaking out. Instead of running towards the service elevator, it turns and starts charging towards the Emperor. I'm I'm going to, since I'm I'm still... I, I was going to say I'm riding it, but I guess it's still holding me. <laughs> I yeah. think I'm, I'm going to use this chance to use my powers to comfort and support him. Is it a him? I don't know. Uh, comfort and support it, yeah, and just convince it that everything is okay. Ignore the no- loud noises. We we can do this. We just got to get you to the elevator and get you someplace safe, and then we can get rid of the big, bad, scary man. Okay. Don't you also have influence over it? Yes, so we get a plus one to that as well. Its name's With- Patchwork. <laughs> Patchwork. That's Patchwork the Behemoth. We'll get yeah. you influence over Patchwork soon. Yay. <laughs> Roll plus mundane for me then. That's a seven. Okay. On a hit, they hear you. He doesn't have potential or labels, but he can clear his afraid condition there. So, like, how does that look as Shikari is calming him down? I, I think um, as um, Patchwork, um, our beautiful Zelkak boy, is is ho- like racing towards the Emperor, she just hugs his, um, uh, his tentacle tighter, and um, she thinks really loudly into his into his brain that, "Don't worry, I know it's really scary and I know it's really noisy right now, but we're here to protect you. If we can get you into that elevator, you'll be safe." And then we can stop him and we'll bring you to a nice new warm home. I just need you to trust me right now, okay? So, and, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, no, and she's, she's, you, you see him running and he sort of like skids to a halt and she's just sort of hugging him, thinking really loudly. I like it. Uh, what is Solar Flare doing as all this is going on? Um, so the Emperor's, uh, he's walking towards us. What was he doing with his? Not lightsabers? Uh, he was, like, using them to protect himself from the bombs that your girlfriend was throwing. Uh, and he's just sort of slowly making his way towards the three of you and the Zolkak. Okay, um, I want to throw some, uh, solar, like, bolts from my hands, um, shockingly. Um, just because I kind of want to slow him down, like, even further. I want to keep him away from my beautiful Zolkak. Beautiful patchwork. Okay. Uh, are you trying to attack him or defend the Zolkak? Uh, I guess more defend the Zolkak in this case. Okay. Roll plus savior for me. Ten. Okay. And you are... Oh, there's not a minus two to defend, is there? No. Okay. So, on a ten. On a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Add a team to the pool, take influence over the Zolkak, or clear a condition. Um, yeah, I want to take over it. I want to take influence over my, my Zolkak. Insert surprised Pikachu meme here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So we see these bolts flying out towards the Emperor. They hit into his armor. He does not have the customary Gerlaxian boob window. 
but they they don't seem to be doing any sort of damage to him, but they do, like, stop him in his tracks. His boots sort of dig into the sand underneath his feet. Quasar, I think you're the closest to him if you want to take an action now. I will... Okay, I have an idea. I am going to uh, supercharge whatever weapon I have left, because I assume that I have at least one. Let's say that I have exactly one for drama. Yeah, that'll work. I'm going to supercharge it, like, as much overcharge as I possibly can, and I'm going to fly down and stab it directly into the ground. And I'm going to basically try to set it up so that it's like a timer, where it's like, as we are hitting the elevator, that's going to go off and just can, like, either stop him or distract him or disable him from chasing after us into the elevator. Okay, since you are sort of planning it somewhat up close and personal to him, I need you to directly engage a threat for me. Okie dokes. That's Don Juar. Sure. Ah, fuck. I mean, yay! I got a four. Okay, I think as Quasar is planting this spear into the ground, like, you manage to plant it, but he reaches out with one of his forearms. He grabs you by the arm. And Quasar, as you are looking into the... Quasar, as you are looking into the eyes of the Garlaxian Emperor, you watch as they go from, like, this icy blue. His eyes transform in front of you in a close-up panel and go completely black. Can I swoop in and try and save my girlfriend? (laughs) Just a second. His eyes go completely black as what the readers would recognize as Possession by Project Malice. Oh. And that's the last panel of this issue. Oh, fuck. Because we're all out of time. (laughs) Oh my god. Dude. (laughs) This is good. So. Why are all of my characters infected? No, no, no. (laughs) The Emperor is infected. infected. Oh, he's not giving it to me. No, he's, oh, he's just oh. he's just yeah, tapping no, I into thought he was it. Infecting. Yeah, sure. I mean, he might be. Anyway, no. if you would like to speculate on if Quasar is going to be infected by Project Malice, you can do so on Twitter at LGBTDPod. Or if you would like to bribe me to infect her or not infect her, you can do so through uh, our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash LGBTD. Uh, I do want to thank our wonderful patrons that have supported us thus far. Uh, Twitter users at SuperCaitlin1, at Micah Stranded, who is our wonderful editor, who I promise I didn't mean any of the mean things that may or may not be left in this issue. Also, uh, Nick and Zach, I may have gotten your names wrong. I need to write them down. I'm sorry if I did. I cherish and support you and appreciate your patronage. I also really want to thank Charlie for joining us for this. Charlie, do you want to throw in another plug for your podcast here? Oh, I'll never say no to a plug opportunity. Um, If you guys like mask campaigns, which I'm sure you all do, you can head over and check out Real Fantasy Encounters um, on Spotify, Podbean, or iTunes, or you can check us out on Twitter at RFEncounters very highly recommend i binged most of your campaign the first day i found it very very good (laughs) i almost called you shikari 
Charlie, if you would like to stick around, we have a post-game discussion that we will launch into here in just a minute that is accessible to our patrons. If you want that content, go pledge money on Patreon. And in the meantime, until next week, stay safe, everybody. Thought that was so good. Okay, so I think Sorry, we're going go to go to the... I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, oh, that's the one you picked. I, you're going to need a minute. I'm going to need, like, a, a bottle of fucking tequila. I'm so happy <laughs> that I got that in there. I, I am so mad. <laughs> well, because we're, like, 20-something episodes in by this point, and that's the wrap. It was that's a good run. We're done. <laughs> it was a good run. We're cancelled. This is yeah, done. That's it. We're cancelling ourselves, okay? <laughs> we beat y'all to the punch. Bye. <sighs> okay. Oh, my God.